Welcome to The Destined Life, a podcast about achieving the life that God has planned for you. We discuss topics like God, church, relationships, health, finance, and so much more. We have an amazing episode today, so please stay tuned. joined by Denara. Uh, can you please say hello to the audience? Hey everybody, what's up? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much, <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> yes, uh, can you please let people know a little bit of who you are? Sure, so my name is Denara. Um, I was born and raised in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, shout out to Tally. Uh, I currently reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm a graduate of Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Uh, I am an educator. I am a friend. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a minister of the gospel and I'm passionate about the arts. So that's a little bit about me. Yes, I love it. Um, for, uh, we're going to get into the episode. I'm so happy that you are here today. Uh, for segment one, for segment one, we're going to ask the question, what is self-care for you right now? I hear you got a lot going on with, you know, with you. It's a lot going on. It's not like adult things over here. Uh, so I want to ask you, what is uh, self-care for you right now? So self-care for me right now is basically minding my diet, um, minding my exercise. Um, I think over the past year, especially during quarantine, I've just learned to just mind what I eat. And I know like a lot of people had like a lot of stress and stuff and it caused a lot of people to slip into that mode of this kind of eating. And so I was really just kind of scared of that. So I was like, okay, even though I want to be in the bed all the time, I'm going to push myself to try to eat healthy or try to jog or, you know, try to do some reps, you know, at the house, like be on the living room floor doing something, you know, so I'm going to try my best. And it was rocky at first because, of course, you know, that whole year was, there was a lot going on. But um, now I'm definitely much more um, more in the headspace of this is healthy for me and self-care is more than just, you know, like the bubble baths and stuff. So if I want to look a certain way, I want to feel a certain way, I have to eat a certain way. And I definitely have to like work out. I try my, I try my best to stick to a schedule. Sometimes I fall off. Okay. (laughs) I try my best. Um, So yeah, like it just helps me to feel better, think better. I feel better at work. I respond better. I'm not as fatigued. So self-care for me is definitely my diet and exercise right now. Oh, for sure. Um, I can totally relate. Um, I sing. And uh, the other day while I was singing, I was like running out of breath. I didn't even sing that long. So I was like, I need to get that together. So uh, (laughs) my thing is definitely I need to, because I was walking every morning, but I would kind of like falling off or whatever, but I need to walk and also I need to eat better. So like there's certain things that I'm not supposed to be eating. My doctor told me not to eat, but I'm still eating it. So yeah, I've been trying to sing and like (laughs) running out of breath and I'm like, okay. And I'm like trying to wake up. 
like you know that she out but i was like you can't do that all the time <laughs> so um, yeah but that's definitely what i need to do is just get i think we both in the same boat you know making sure we uh we exercise eat healthier and you know yeah. Make sure you take care of our bodies and stuff. Absolutely. So, yes, of course. Uh, speaking of, you know, knowing what to do with yourself, you know, we're talking about adult, being right. an adult. Uh, for those of you all who are just joining us, um, just joining the Destined Life, if you've never seen us, uh, right now we're in the midst of a series called Adult-ish. And the title of today's um, episode is also oh, You Grow Now. And um, we're going to be talking about mental and spiritual independence. And I have Denara on here. She's going to be giving, um, you know, her experiences and she's going to be helping us out for those that may be a little younger. And also for those people who are older, who are still, uh, they may have, they may be technically an adult, but mentally and spiritually, they've got childish ways, you know, they're still a child. So we're going to talk about it today. So I want to ask you, um, Denara, what is an adult? That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, an adult, I think of an adult as a huge umbrella. So on the top of the umbrella is the mind to be accountable for yourself and your actions. Under that umbrella is, of course, you know, society deems a certain age. Um also under that umbrella is the ability to take care of yourself um, either financially or, you know, however you acquire your way of living um, and definitely like your just responses overall, um, your outlook on life or your perspective. A lot of times, you know, we think a certain way as a child, but then when we go through those experiences that mature us, you know, we come into a new as adults and we say, oh, well, I thought that way because I didn't have this, that, and the third going on. But now, you know, I'm in a whole different realm of thinking. Um, even the Bible says, you know, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spake as a child. Um, but when I became a man, you know, so um, just like that mentality overall. Yes, I love that answer. Um, I want to ask you, when did you, um, do you consider yourself an adult? Absolutely. Yes. And what age did you feel that way? Um, I will say that I thought I was an adult at 18. Um, however, I started feeling like an adult when I moved away after graduation. So mm -hmm. when I was 18, I went to school at FAM and, you know, I was having all my experiences and, you know, young adult experiences and the parties and, the, oh, I can go to this party and still get up for class. So I made my own decisions, but then it was like, when I moved away to a state where I knew almost literally nobody, just about, I had no family. It was like, okay, it's like, it feels like I'm getting it out the mud again. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, you know, I started, I got my own apartment, you know, by myself, no roommates. Um, I was in charge of the cooking and the cleaning. You know, I had to do all of that. I had to take care of my space. Um, I had to get up for work on time. I had to make sure I was at work every day. You know what I'm saying? I was, I had to make sure on Sunday evenings after church, after I get my church nap, 
I got my clothes for the next week or whatever, you know, or I'm doing my laundry, you know, like small stuff like that makes a huge difference. And I can honestly say um, once I really moved away, that gave me that really matured me because it was like, okay, I can do this by myself. You know, like back in Tallahassee, I was always up under my family. Um, But when I moved away, it was like, okay, I'm really out here for real. Like I'm out here. So I would stay around like 22. I really started to feel like an adult. Yes. That's cool. Uh, 22. That's amazing. Um, did you, <laughs> I, well, can I say that's amazing? I don't know why I said anyway. But, uh, <laughs> so Addis, uh, was there, when it came to adulthood, cause you said you moved away. So before moving away, would you say that you were scared or were you kind of like, I don't know, like how was, what, what were you feeling? Um, it wasn't that I was scared. I think I was more so complacent. Um, and I say that because, you know, Tallahassee is such a small town. So when you grow up there, it's like, okay, you know, you feel like, you know, most everybody You feel like you've done most everything, you know, like, okay, like I'm here, like, okay, boom. But then it's like, when you move away, it's like, okay, well, there's so much more and I've always traveled. Um, I love to travel, but when you actually live in a different area and you have to begin your own network of people and places and church and all of that, it can be a lot. So back home, I was like, you know, I I was debating whether or not I really wanted to move. I had, um, a certain opportunity to um, teach with a certain company. And I was like, I, I accepted it. But then I, was, I thought about it and I was like, mm, do I really want to move? Because I'm comfortable here. Like, you know, I know everybody, like my family here, you know, like I got connect the connections that I need. Like it's right here. But then my dad actually told me, um, I think it would be a good experience for you if you branched out and you know found your wings and I'm glad that he said that and I'm glad that I took the opportunity because um I saw just how complacent I was and so it really pushed me to go ahead and accomplish the things that I've always wanted to accomplish um which a lot are still in the works however um I I don't think it would have been the same had I stayed where I was during that time Um, And home will always be home, of course, but if I would have stayed there, I would have been way too complacent. So I'm definitely thankful for this time and just the push to mature in my own. For sure. Um, In part one of the series, um, Adult-ish, I talked about uh, mental stability and all that, uh, mental independence, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I said, many people, they don't find out until they're in isolation. They don't find who they are. They don't find out that everything was dependent on someone else. And then when they when they lose they lose those friends, whether it's through death or um, you know you may have had a bad argument and you know mm-hmm. things how ha- or you just grow apart or whatever. Mm-hmm. People they find out. Oh, I'm not. I don't know what to do. I don't know right. where to go. You know, it it can right. happen. Like that. And I feel like God will definitely do that. He'll put you in that that isolated feeling, you know, that, you know, that time where you ain't got no friends, no family, right. just, I ain't got nobody. And he'll <laughs> put you in a situation where all you can do is talk to him. And yeah. so that could be a thing. So I want to ask you, um, 
when it comes to mental independence, um, why is that even needed to be an adult? Well, without mental independence as an adult, you're always a child, I feel. Um, there's no, I mean, just as a child depends on their parent full time for everything or everyone else. They have not quite come into, okay, I'm accountable for this or I'm responsible for this. They're always leaning on others as they should. But as an adult, that's not our place. Um, we should find our own. Um, and a lot of times, like you said, that doesn't happen until we come into spaces of isolation. And a lot of times people are afraid of that um, because of past traumas and just experiences that they had while they were a child. But um, one thing that I've learned is to differentiate my childhood or teen or whateverhood experiences and realize that, okay, I'm an adult now. I can control this situation. And if I can't control it, I can remove myself from it and choose what avenue I want to go. You know, it doesn't have to be the same. So I think that mental independence is crucial. Like if you not thinking for yourself, what are you doing? You know? Yes. I think that is awesome because, you know, a lot of people at my age of their, their, um, what is it, their goals or what they may want to do, their desires are, you know, I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, Whoa. you know, and when they get to that point is, you know, they're just super relying on, you know, somebody else looking at you, you know, someone else uh, desiring you in order for you to feel confident or for you to feel like, oh, I'm something, but it's right. like, what if that had happened? What if you had nobody looking at you? Are you still good? Do you still know you got it? You know, and I, right. I say, you know, in the morning, I was like, when other people give me compliments, it's like, oh, thank you. But I already gave myself a compliment this morning. I, I looked there. I said, I'm good. I God said, I'm good. That's really all I need. Exactly. You know? so, that's so, so that's so important. I want to ask you, uh, when it comes to your mental health, because there are people who they haven't messed up, whether it comes to relationships or um work, whatever it may be, and their mental health was messed up. Can you let us know, how did you work on your mental health? How did I work on my mental health? Um, I will say just the fact that I've always been sort of an introvert, uh, for lack of better words. Um, I know a lot of people may find that surprising because I, you know, a lot of things I do, I have to be on all the time. Um, but in my quiet spaces, you know, I like to be to myself. So just really understanding or trying to understand things that have had happened to me or experiences that had hurt me um, and just going through a process of digging and trying to uncover like the layers okay like why did this hurt me or why was this triggering and realizing that I wasn't healed yet from all my triggers because essentially if you still trigger by it there's something still there so just taking the time to sit in that instead of like feeling it with other boys like oh I'm I'm heartbroken right now but you know I'm gonna go eat or I'm gonna watch tv or I'm a go be with this person, like just taking time to just shut all that out and say, okay, 
let's just deal with Denara. Like, that's it. Nobody else, just me and God. And so when I really took that time, it was like, okay, it's some stuff, you know, it's some stuff. And um, I will like put a plug in there for therapy. Um, there was a time um, in school where I lost a friend um, in a motorcycle accident. And he was a friend to many, a brother to many. And that just really messed with my head because it was like, I just saw this guy, you know, like, this is my friend, like, and we're not too far in age. And during that time, I was very depressed. And that helped me see how beneficial therapy actually is. I remember I went to the school therapist and I'll never forget as I, everybody knows that building. If you go to FAMU or went to FAM, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Shout out to Sunshine Man. Um, I remember I was walking there and people were, the looks I was getting was like, people were boring holes in me. And at that point I was like, I don't even care. Like y'all can look at me crazy. And then is where I realized like, why do we have this stigma? You know what I'm saying? Like therapy is not bad. It can be scary at first, but it's in your mind. But after I went to that session, the first session, like I was able to sort some things out and I realized, okay, like, girl, you be trying to like internally cope, but you need to talk to somebody sometimes. So I think um, that was also beneficial in my mental health as well. Um, just open, opening myself up to therapy. Um, just want to put that plug in there for everybody. Of course, I believe therapy is just something that um, a lot of people need to go after, you know, because my father, he was talking about, he said, we go to the doctor when we, you know, when we have a cut, when we have anything physical, you know, any physical problems. But when it comes to mental things, it's just like, no, he's like, no, you still need to go to the doctor. You need to go talk to somebody Absolutely. or whatever. That thing, that just might kill you. That's probably why you, you know. Yes. It's just it's so important. So you have to make sure that you go to therapy, which is something that um, I believe is so important and just it really helps a lot of people. And um, I want to ask you, are there uh, when it came to your mental health, were there people that you had to get rid of or things you had to get rid of that you said, this is messing up my mental health? Yes, um, I actually broke up with someone because of that. Um, <laughs> I just realized it was just very toxic. And I, I, it was like I was feeling like I just felt bad all the time because of the relationship. And that's when I realized I can remove myself from situations if I feel like it's deteriorating my mental health. I don't have to sit there and take it or sit there and be the hero or the punching bag all the time. And from there, I just began like just pulling back from different relationships, um, different friends who I realized were like leaning on me more so to define their personality, as you mentioned before, for them. So it was like, okay, I don't really even know who you are outside of like you leeching onto me all the time, if that makes sense. So I need to pull back from this because you're draining me, okay? <laughs> Like just different things like that. And to this day, I'm aware of that. Like I am 
very particular about how people make me feel. Even Dr. Maya Angelou said, people will forget what you said, they will forget what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And I'm very cognizant about how I feel in the situation. Um, Not so much to the extent where I let my emotions take over my thoughts, but it's like, okay, how I feel when this person says this, that, and the third matters. Like, I don't have to just receive that just because I say we're friends and I should be able to voice that. And if it doesn't change, then we just gracefully part ways. So. Exactly. If, uh, cause I feel like to say this, there's some people out there who may feel uh, hesitant about letting go of certain people. And they're like, I don't want to let, cause I don't want them to feel bad. The thing is, it's good for them, too. It's not just for you because they may not understand it in the moment, but it just might help them, just might save their life just by you letting them go and may put them in a headspace that, oh, I'm not mentally independent either. You know, I need to work on myself. So I think that's something so important, knowing that when you have to break up with somebody or uh, you got to leave an organization or whatever, because it happens sometimes, but you just like, oh, and you just might have helped me. You just might have saved their life. You have no idea. Um, You save them both lives, you know, so just right. don't ever hesitate about that stuff. Like I, I'm learning because there's somebody who I don't um, normally talk to as much anymore. And I felt bad, but I was just like, I just, I can't, but I pray that this actually helps you. And I keep praying for those, uh, those people and um, making sure that they get better, that they work on themselves and that they can be a better person. But I realized you're just not good for me right now. And I feel like in order for me to even know that was that I had to um, listen to God and God had to talk to me. And he had to, um, what is it? He had to let me know and convict me and be like, hey, you know, this ain't a good situation. This ain't a good place to be in or whatever. And that has to do with my relationship with God. So I want to ask you, when it comes to your relationship with God, um, how does that relate to your mental health? I feel that, first of all, I've learned to see God as my resting place and as my loving father. So if things aren't right between me and God, things aren't right with me at all. It takes my time with him in the mornings, just my spiritual affirmations allow and meditations and scripture allow to really position my mental state where it needs to be before I go out in the world and start interacting with other people. Um, I can't even, at this point in my life, I can't even get on my phone and talk to anybody else in the morning, unless it's an emergency, without talking to God first. And that's just because he is my source. You know, like when I'm safe in him and when I feel rested in him, like my mental state is, okay, what do we need to accomplish today? Or I can see clearly what it is that I need to work on currently, if that makes sense. So God is like the stabilizer for me. Like my foundation is like, boom, God, like let's situate this and then everything else falls into place. Yes, for sure. I totally agree. And that definitely is something, um, that I can relate to because um, in the trailer for this 
I believe it was in the trailer episode one, one of those, I talked about uh, my, how I dealt with depression and how I was having suicidal thoughts, all these different things and how I was just so desperate to get out of this feeling. And in order for me to even get out of that, I had to go after my relationship with God. And I said, when I got my relationship with God and I became strong, everything else seemed to just kind of fall in place, like everything. And I was just like, wow, that's that's what I had to do. You know, cause I thought it was like, okay, well I need to do this. Maybe I need to get rid of this. Or maybe I just need to just stay in my room all day. And it's like, no, you need to get a relationship with God. And when you get that relationship with God then you'll be able to yeah. learn he could tell you everything he'll let you know you need to do this you need to get rid of that person blah, 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 blah. you know whatever so i believe a relationship with god is just it's so important and um and so i'm trying to look at my notes because i'm messing up here but <laughs> i want to ask great. i'm having <laughs> <But> fun <laughs> uh, was there a time when you were dependent on someone else's relation with god someone else's relate i'm sorry someone else's relationship with god um i don't think that it was necessarily codependency on someone else's relationship, but I will say I was dependent on a, an image, like a religious image. And by that, I mean, you know, of course, you know, I'm a pastor's daughter. So in Tallahassee, um, a lot of people know of my family name. So it was kind of like, if it, either I didn't want to display my last name and be like, hey, how you doing? I'm Denara and not even deal with it. Or if I knew it would get me somewhere or in a certain opportunity, I would say, hey, I'm Denara Shepherd. And then I just wait for it to click like, oh, you're so-and-so's daughter, blah, blah, blah. So I would say in that light, I was dependent and definitely moving away um, to Charlotte helped me to establish my own name. And I kind of like the fact that I could go places and people not feel like they know me or prejudge me because of my name. You know, it was like, no, really nobody knew me besides um, my pastor and first lady who I connected with beforehand and um, a few people I knew from my program that I had moved with. Um, but I would say I was dependent on that image to a certain extent. Um, it was kind of a love-hate relationship, um, but that too helped me to grow in God and just realize that he's not interested in me and them as a whole. He's interested in me. You know, he's interested in each of us individually. So that helped me to see my own individuality as well. Yes, um, I definitely agree when it comes to the whole like uh, PK thing. Um, yeah. I, I was I'm like, yeah, I'm Destiny. And even if somebody, <laughs> I remember one time job interview and somebody they was like, you look kind of familiar. I was like, no, you don't know. Maybe like, you know the face. I'll be like, you don't know me. <laughs> I just like, no, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm right. Here. Try to move on, like exactly. I don't want to <laughs> um, so I want to ask for those people who are um, those people who who don't have a relationship with God. You know, they think they do. Could they could they go to church? You know, right. in the part two, I talked about how people they're dependent on their pastor, mm-hmm. and if it was for church, they probably wouldn't have never opened up the Bible that week ever. You know, and that's just how people are. They're dependent on that relationship. You know. Depending on their their pastor's relationship with God, they're dependent right. on their 
parents' relationship with God, but they don't have one for themselves, right. you know? So I want to, um, I, I think that's just, that's a problem. So for those people who don't have a relationship, how do you seek after him? How do you, how do you get a relationship? You're like, well, how do you do that? You know? So, yeah. Um, I would definitely say if you're interested in having a relationship with God, um, the first thing, the best way to get to know him besides prayer is definitely reading the Bible. Um, and I know a lot of times these days people, um, they have a lot of critiques against the Bible. Um, you know, it's man-made and they say it contradicts itself, um, which is not true because everything is contextual. Um, but I will say that God is a man of his word. Um, anything in the Bible has to line up with who he is. Um, he doesn't, he, his, the Bible says he honors his word above his name. So if you just think about, um, you know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, even the name Jesus, imagine God upholding the word above all of that. So all of the things that he says he is for the believers and those who seek after him in his word, he upholds that even higher than all the names that we refer to him to. Um, and my advice to you would just be to read the Bible. Um, and I know for a lot of people, um, sometimes the King James is kind of rough to read. It's almost like reading Shakespeare sometimes. So um, some good versions are New Living Translation, that's NLT. Also NIV, that's New International Version. And those versions um, really helped me to just kind of see um, just different, you know, verbiage and um, etymology and different things like that um, when I get confused with King James. Because sometimes, you know, I'll be confused with King James too, still to this day. So um, that will be some of my advice. Yes. For sure. Uh, reading your Bible is definitely something you have to do. Um, and when it comes to your relationship, um, I want to make sure for those people, um, there's a time like when I became, when I talked about my thing with depression, I became very desperate. So I was like on it, like I would be waking up at like 4 a.m. every day. Mm -hmm. 4 a.m. every day, reading my Bible, praying, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Then as soon as everything get good, then I'm like, mm -hmm is just start kind of wake up a little later. I'm not reading as much, not praying as much or whatever. And it's just, you kind of, you feel like, well, I'm good right now. So I don't really need to, you know, talk mm -hmm. to God like that. But you know, when I do have a problem, I will go to him. You know, I'll let him know what's yeah. up. You know, so I want, so why do you feel that? Uh, well, let me know. Um, do you feel that it's important for you to keep your relationship even when everything is good? Absolutely. Um, I think, ebbs and flows are natural for any relationship. So just think like if you're in a relationship with your significant other, sometimes the relationship can wax cold or get old or get boring because we get complacent. You know, we'd be like, oh, everything good, you know, ain't nobody cheating, ain't nobody doing nobody wrong. Like we good. And then all of a sudden it's like the two grow apart because it's like, we were just good, but nobody was really putting in effort. You know, it stopped, it stopped 
or it lacked in effort. So it's the same way with God. Um, our relationship with our heavenly father is like, okay, the Bible says he draws nigh to us, which is near. He draws near to us as we draw near to him. So it's like, okay, he can be trying to talk to us. He can be trying to meet us in the morning or at lunch or in the car in traffic, in the shower, wherever. And it's like, we're not opening ourselves up. Like we not, you know, God, you know, I just want to tell you about my day or God, thank you. You know, like we're not doing those things that we were doing in the beginning. And because of that, um, the relationship may wax cold, you know, so we have to always be cognizant of um, even if, you know, we do fall off from that 4 a.m., just sometime during the day, um, just reading our word, praying, um, talking to God, listening for God, because he talks back to us listening for God, um, doing those things to really keep the relationship spicy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, I definitely agree. You said some amazing things here, and I pray that this is touching those people out there who may, yes. who, uh, who may have a, a struggling relationship with God. And, uh, you know, with myself, I know that right now we're like, okay, but it's like, God, like, you can talk to me a little bit more. You could. <laughs> you could. I, a little bit. I, they'll do all this stuff for you. If you could just talk to me. Right. No. <laughs> so uh, what is your uh, destined life application for our audience today? My destined life application um, for today after what we talked about would be um, know who you are, know who you are in God and know who you are as a person. Um, when you know who you are, you can move a certain way. You can navigate life a certain way. Um, the goals and aspirations you have, you're very strategic in your planning and very intentional. You cannot be intentional about destinations do not know who you are. Um, for example, if you don't know that you're a daughter or a son of God, then you can fall for anything. You will be willing to compromise. You will be willing to sell your soul. You will be willing to take any opportunity and probably not even because you don't realize who you are. When you realize who you are, you can say, my father owns all the cattle on the hill. In my father's house are many mansions. Whatever I need, he will provide. So I don't have to bow down. I don't have to settle. I don't have to be less of who I am or confine myself to anyone else's idea of me because I am that big because my father is that big. So I would definitely say dig into who you are. Um, dig into who you are in God. Dig into who God says you are in his word. Yes, I love that. <laughs> um, you say you. Um, sorry, your desktop application. I want to make sure that. Uh, I heard you right. So yeah. the desktop application is to know yourself. Yes, right. Know who you are. Yes. Know who you are, and um, you know, with being an adult, that's important. You have to know who you are, because you're gonna be on your right. own. If you, it's no longer well. My parents weren't no. They cool. They wanted you at the house. They right. were like go now you know whatever so know who you are and uh when it comes to the um when you start to grow older you start to learn new things about yourself so that brings us to yeah. segment three what is um did you learn anything new about yourself lately 
Um, yes, I learned a lot of new things during quarantine. Um, I learned that I'm a bomb cook and baker. Okay, <laughs> shout out to Nara Bakes, a little seasonal thing I did last year with baking pound cakes. Um, I learned that I really love fruit. I learned that. Um, I learned my taste as it relates to dating. Um, which I am single and, you know, mingling. So, you know, hello, I'm 25. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> okay. Um, I learned, you know, what I want in a guy, um, what I feel like I need in a guy, different things like that. Um, I learned that I, about the type of friends I want. I learned about, you know, the type of, just the type of loyalty, because, you know, I'm the type where if I say I got you, like, once I'm locked in with you, that's it. Like, it's going to war about you, period, 10 toes down. So I need people like that around me. You know, um, I learned that I, I actually learned that I enjoy being in virtual church. I do. And I might get a little flack for that, but it's okay. Um, I, I, I I go to church because, you know, I I enjoy it. I do. But, you know, it's nothing like rolling over bedside Baptist, looking at that phone. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. Like, it's nothing like that. Um, but those are just a few things that I've learned about myself within the past year. That's really good. That's a lot of good things. Um, yeah. I was going to say if I learned, eh. I think lately I learned that I really don't like, uh, it's kind of deep, but I don't really like developing relationships with people. I could be okay. super with, and I, I um, I'm not better, but I'm not at all. So I was like, I need to work on that. Cause I was like, you gotta talk to people or whatever. And I'm one of those people, you know, one day I do want to get married a long time from now or whatever. But, uh, you know, he's like, you gotta go out the house to do that and I'm just like well I just thought you was gonna bring them here <laughs> you know just, um you know when it comes to that when it comes to like friendships and stuff I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like eh you know like I'm good over here like I don't really like talking to people I just kind of chill I just talk to the people I know you know mm-hmm. or whatever it's, it's a struggle so that's just something I'm trying to do and I'm trying to get more out here you know talking to people and socializing or whatever yeah. so I think I realized yeah. that I'm just I'm, I'm a super, as you can already tell, I'm an introvert, not a very, you know, outward person at all. My family was like, you've got to do better. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm trying to get better with that. With it, stuff. Yeah, but this podcast, I feel has helped me to, it kind of forces me to talk to people now. Yeah, listen, because I did not know you talk this much. Okay, <laughs> so I'm enjoying this. Yes. Yeah, I think the last time I saw you in like real life was uh really uh I was a lot younger I said I bet she could be yeah. like, uh, like she got a podcast you know I was <laughs> we're like the older you know you're in the older classes I'm right like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes um so uh we're this is an amazing episode for our last uh segment um can you please just leave the audience with the word uh but not like you know like a little word of encouragement and um some type of advice that they can go home uh, when not home wherever they are and they can take with them that they can use yeah um so my word of encouragement is today you are closer than you were yesterday 
So whatever you're striving for, um, whatever is on your mind, whatever that thing is, you wake up thinking about immediately every morning, you lay down thinking about at night, you're closer today than you were yesterday. So don't give up, keep striving, keep pushing, keep clawing, keep fighting. And if you don't stop, you'll get there. It doesn't matter if it's next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now. The key is to not stop. That's the only way you can see it. So just want to encourage y'all to keep striving. Yes, I love that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I cannot believe it. It's at the end of the episode, y'all, it has been a journey getting here. But we are here. We have over to the end. Oh, Denara, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank uh, can you, you for having me. Yes, no problem. May you please let the audience know where to find you and to know more about you? Yes, so I'm on Instagram at the only Denara, T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-D-O-N-A-R-A-H. I'm on Facebook, Denara N. Shepherd, D-O-N-A-R-A-H, N. Shepherd, S-H-E-P-P-A-R-D. Yes, love it. Um, and also, I'll be posting all of her info and socials, all that stuff on my Instagram and uh, Facebook, whatever, on social media. Just look for it, and I'll make sure I post so you all can go and follow her and learn more about her. Thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you, audience. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us, being with us uh, today on The Destined Life. Please follow us on Instagram, um, like us on Facebook, subscribe to The Destined Life YouTube channel. And as always, subscribe to the Destiny Life podcast itself. Um, I am your host, Destiny Harris, and I'm reminding you to choose today to live your best life. And that's the Destiny Life. Um, thank you and God bless.